to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you're on social media like Instagram and Twitter, follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you are listening to my show on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever, make sure to subscribe. I post new episodes every Sunday night. And if you subscribe, you get them way earlier than people who don't. Um, If you want to be on the show, you could start sending me emails. I'm going to start taping again maybe in the fall or end of the summer. Um, I'm not taping people right now, but if you want to get on an email list to be on the show, I will be taping people again soon. Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. You could send me an email there. If you're a female and you want to be on the show, I'll tape you now. Or if you're a guy that has like the craziest story ever, you could be on the show. Email me now. Strictly Anonymous Podcast at gmail.com. I was on a podcast. I keep forgetting to promote it. I don't know if I did. I'll put the link below. It was called Ludiverse. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. Um, And they interviewed me for this show. They do something similar to this on their show. Uh, And they started, uh, it's a new pot, newish podcast. But you could listen to that episode of me being interviewed by them on that that on that episode. I taped it a little while ago, but they just recently aired it. I'll have the link to that in the description below. What else? If you want to join my Patreon, if you love my show and you want to support my show, uh, if you love pantyhose and you want a forum with other guys who love pantyhose and get exclusive content, join my Patreon. It is, uh, I have a couple different tiers. The lowest tier, like I said, is like $3. Um, And not only are you supporting my show, which I love and really appreciate if you love my show, you also get, um, you also get, these episodes way early like on friday and you get other kinds of things going on there so go over to patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast to see what that's all about today i have on a girl named bridget i take bridget a little while ago like everybody (laughs) and let me tell you bridget should do a commercial for testosterone pellets because they changed your fucking life and i'm going to make a disclaimer here it's going to be down in the description i by no means i'm a doctor she's not a doctor we don't know what the fuck we're talking about she's talking about her experience she went to a doctor she had these hormones prescribed uh you know if you want to do anything that we talked about on this episode go through a doctor that's my disclaimer we're not giving out medical advice this is just one person's uh, journey through hormone therapy. Uh, and it really changed her sex life. She went from, you know, being flatlined when it came to sex, as well as other parts of her life were really, she was not doing well. She didn't know what it was. Eventually, she figured out what it was. Before that, though, she was blaming everybody about her fucking problems, okay? She was not a happy camper. And she like was heading for divorce. And I have to say, HRT, hormone replacement therapy, really changed her life and her sex life with her husband. This is a woman that went from not wanting to have sex, not wanting to put on like hot clothes, not wanting to blow her husband to a woman 
who not only loves anal and wants to do anal now and is a three input girl, but also she could get off literally on water hitting her nipple. It's she's specific. It's like one nipple. Like could she could literally have an orgasm by her nipple or get really turned on by her nipple <laughs> being touched by water. That's how fucking horny she is now. That's what hormone therapy did to her. And because she's now tapped into that, she is wanting to try all kinds of things with her husband. Anal, which they do now. She wants to do anal with him. I give her a whole thing that I call like the knuckle move, okay? If you want to know how to get your guy into anal, your guy that's not into anal, you got to know about the knuckle move. Maybe some of you know about it. Maybe some of you do it. If you don't, make sure to listen. If you're a guy, let me know if you've ever had a girl do the knuckle move to you or if it sounds hot when I'm explaining it. But I give her the knuckle move advice. She's also interested in hooking up with women. She has fantasies. They're kind of like cuck queen fantasies, right? I haven't never had a cuck queen on yet, but I would like to. So if you're a cuck queen, email me. <laughs> you can be on the show. But she really thinks it would be hot to see her boyfriend get blown by another woman. She's looking to go to swing clubs with her husband. So she is all about, like I said, opening up her relationship. She's really into sex like she's never been in her whole life. And uh, they're starting all kinds of new things. I emailed her because I talked to her a while ago. I'm curious to see if she's done any of these things since we last spoke. Um, But she's on that path and she's getting, you know, she's open to all kinds of things. And that's where they're moving towards opening up their relationship. So it's, you know, it's a episode that's interesting on two levels. I think for women who are thinking about hormone therapy, this is a really good uh, episode to hear, like I said, this person's experience with it. Everybody has different experiences with hormones and you really need to go to a medical professional to tell you the right stuff that's right for you because it's every woman's different, right? But uh, she's here to say what worked for her. Um, And then it's interesting on the other level because we talk all about like, you know, anal stuff. I give the knuckle advice. <laughs> oh, she did. I forgot to say this. There's a whole thing about when they were going to Vegas and what she had set up and what her, like her fantasies about what she wants to do and are interesting. So anyway, I'm just going to be right back on with Bridget. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Oh, hey, Brit- hey, Brittany. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. How are you this morning? I'm great. Hi, Kathy. Hi. I always get excited when I'm going to talk to a female caller, right? I don't have a lot of information, which I prefer. Um, But you did mention when you signed up to call in that you wanted to talk about how hormone replacement therapy completely changed your sex life. And then you wanted to get into all the kinky things that either you want to do with your husband or you are doing with your husband. I wasn't sure about that, but why don't you tell me? Yeah, so I um, I started listening to your show probably six months ago and just kind of binge listening to every episode. Um, um, I've been married for about 15 years. Um, and um, I think throughout our marriage, probably our um, sex has never really aligned with each other. Um, when we first got married, um, my husband was coming out of the military and having some issues like taking antidepressants. So he wasn't horny mm-hmm. and I was all the time. 
And then shortly after that, we started, you know, working on having a family and um, had some troubles having kids and we weren't, you know, we couldn't have sex because of medical reasons. So then again, you know, we're mismatched on sex. And then after kids, you know, all the stress that goes along with when you're having little kids. Oh, yeah, I know. um, And so it just slowly got worse you know, um, as far as me not wanting to have sex, usually it would be, you know, at least once a month, you know, I would feel really horny and we would have sex. Um, and then slowly that just went away as well. And, and to me, because I'd always been, um, very like sexual throughout, you know, you know, before marriage, I just assumed it wasn't me. I figured it must be like, I just blamed it on everything outside. Like, you're not helping with the kids. You're not helping with the house. You're not. Oh, you're blaming romantic. him for everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, like I just, it couldn't be me because I'd always been horny. super horny. Like mm-hmm. how old were you when you got married and how old were you when this started to happen and how old are you now? I got married um, at 30 mm-hmm. and um, we uh, started having, we finished having kids like around 35 so you're like only 35, 36, and you start to feel your sex life going to shit. I mean, your sex drive yeah. actually going like to yeah, zero. That was the other, yeah, the other thing is like, I thought I'm way too young to have yeah. any kind of hormonal. This has to be him. You know, right. It has of to course. Be that I've fallen mm-hmm. out of love or, um, you know, the less phase is over and now this is what marriage is really like. And, yeah. um, but it was beyond horny. Like I was in a bad mood all the time. You know, everything about him, like just the thought of giving him a blowjob made me want to puke. Like, it was. <laughs> Let me ask you this, though, because, like, were you feeling the same way? Like, were you feeling the same way towards your kids? Not that, like, they were making you feel like you wanted to puke, but, like, or did you have less patience with them, too? Like, was it across the board, but you just sort of projected it onto him? Um, I've always had pretty low patience with <laughs> <Just> in general. <laughs> Kids will bring um, it out in you. That's for sure. Please, I have a I child. I think in hindsight, yeah. you know the real, the real like thing that really should have hit me is that I've always been, well, at least you know throughout my late twenties, pretty much a masturbation, like horny, taking care of myself, or feeling like other people are attractive. But all that went away too. Like just the idea of sex was repulsive. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't even want to masturbate. I didn't like anything yeah. to do with sex was just gross to me. Mm-hmm. But like you said, it was um, across the board. It was, it was like you, even your moods changed and everything, right? Did you eventually, like, how did you eventually realize that, hey, this is not about him. This might be about me and this may be physical, you know, or chemical as a, or hormonal, right? As opposed to, I, I, you know, you, all these other things that you were thinking. Well, first I, um, I guess we both, we went to a, um, to a counselor together for yeah. like marriage counseling. Uh-huh. And the counselor was like, oh, you probably should get a 
you know, sex deck of cards or you should oh, try gosh. to, you know, and gosh. all that stuff made me <laughs> just, I was like, no. Um, but still, I was saying, like, these are the things he could do. This is, probably yeah. if he did this thing and if he did this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just trying to think, like, it has to be something he's not doing. Right. I don't think there's anything I can do. Right. But, and that must have been really wearing on your relationship, right? Because, you know, he must have been like, my wife's a fucking nag. Or, you know, or like, I don't know if you were in your head about that or were you really putting that on him out loud so he sort of felt like he was doing something that he wasn't doing? You know what I mean? Good news. Strictly Anonymous Podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. Um, usually when he would get like fed up to the point of, Hey, you know, I, we, I need to have sex. Yeah. That's usually when I would bring it up. Well, well, if you did this, maybe I would want right, to. Or, right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel terrible about his situation because he, uh, he was trying to do all those things. Um, he would set up, you know, like weekends away at a hotel and the whole time I'm just thinking, oh God, I'm going to have to have sex. Like he's done this now, I have to do it. Uh, yeah. Um, Terrible. And yeah, it was awful. So he was really trying to fix the problem, right? You were saying, hey, it's your problem oh, yeah. if you had helped me with the garbage more or whatever. I'll, you know, be more horny for you. So he was trying that because the, the guy just wants a good blowjob, right? <laughs> and it wasn't, yeah. None of it was working. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so then I, another thing that kind of surfaced for me was binge eating. Like, I would just... Um, I didn't know how to deal with all this, so I was just binging. So finally, I went to see a counselor myself for that issue, mm-hmm. and the marriage thing came up, and she was like, I think you need to get a divorce. Like, it's over between you two. Like, you're not oh in my love. God. You know, done. That's a little harsh. I um, know, and I couldn't come back and tell him that. You know, that was the solution. Um, <laughs> but And she really projected her own things, like, you know, what she had experienced in her own relationship. Oh, God. So dangerous. Yeah, it's very dangerous because I've talked about this before on my show. I had a roommate who was like full-fledged in mental hospitals. Like, I mean, I swear to God, like taking off her the floor and like in a fucking mental hospital. And she's like a therapist now, you know, so you got to really, I always say, you got to really watch out and use your gut instinct when you're picking somebody to help you because a lot of them could be not so great. You know what I mean? And then the look, you're sitting across from somebody that's literally putting their stuff on you and telling, giving you really bad advice. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, I, because I was, I always um, kind of referred to it as the fog. I was in the fog. So 
I thought what she said was right. And so I just stopped seeing her because I thought that's the decision I have to make. Either get a divorce or just deal. Oh, he's probably ultimately going to sleep with somebody else mm-hmm. or maybe he will just leave me and then I'll be off the hook. Right. You know, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I guess um, probably two or three years ago, I finally, um, when I when it kind of dawned on me that I didn't feel like masturbating or doing anything, that hey, maybe this isn't just him. Yeah. <laughs> um, I talked to my gynecologist, and so she did, you know, some blood tests and, you know, saw that, you know, my testosterone was really low and I was perimenopausal. So that was probably 40s mm-hmm. um, when I turned 40. But she had no solution. She was like, there's really nothing you can do. Um, Crazy. You know, you could try some of these testosterone creams. And so the one that she, I guess, prescribed me or whatever, was like $700 a month or something crazy. Oh, my God. Um, So I talked to my husband. He was like, well, hey, you know, we could try it. But then I, you know, Googled something. I was like, I don't think it's really going to work. I um, happened to just change... uh, Salons. What do you mean? Oh, <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Salons. Get my hair done. Yeah, okay. And um, my the the lady doing my hair was kind of talking about it, how she started on, you know, just about her own issues. And yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. So I was like, you know, just kind of probing her and asking. And she mm-hmm. gave me her doctor's name and stuff. So I reached out and... Um, that doctor did, you know, a lot of more blood work or whatever, and she, you know, said that she had a good solution with, um, you know, the hormone replacement or the pellets mm-hmm. that they, you know, um, I guess put in your butt. Yeah. Like in your butt muscle. Uh-huh. Um, so I started on that probably about eight months ago, um, and... I was like a whole new person. Like the fog was lifted. I was energetic. I wanted to do things. I, my husband, like before that, um, my husband's breath smelled terrible to me. Like he smelled terrible. He, I didn't care to really look at, I like all of a sudden it was like, he was this bright shining light. I just wanted to like, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. And how Um, long after you got those pellets inside you, did you start to feel that way? Was it immediate? Did it take a month to remember? Probably three weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. About Mm -hmm. three weeks, three or four weeks. But it, it just continued to get, you know, that's when I first noticed but it continued to get better and better. Right. Okay. Um, but it was like being high. Like, yeah. not that I don't know. I'm, no, it was a high. Mm-hmm. It was like a horny high. <laughs> um, it was just, yeah. Your husband like, was so excited. Like, I look so at excited. him now yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. like, you were like so gorgeous and you're so manly. And, oh, you know, it's just. It's crazy. And imagine you would have like got divorced, but you don't like that lady. I know, right? Yeah, it's crazy. And we talk about that all the time. Like that is definitely where we were headed. Yeah. Um, I don't have any like, I don't think that he ever cheated on me, but if he didn't, bless his heart because like, I don't, if I feel like this now and he wasn't wanting to have sex with me, 
I would definitely have to go do something. Right. So um, you could put yourself in his position then, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, when you said like, oh, you, you found my podcast. Well, first of all, how long have you been on these pellets for? Eight months. Oh, eight months. Okay. Have you started to have all kinds of... Because I know you did mention that in your description too, like all the kinky things you were thinking to do with your husband or stuff that you've tried. I mean, have you guys gotten into anything new since you're so horny again? <laughs> <laughs> well, we probably um, have sex like every other day. I, I would say that his sex drive isn't as high as mine, but I mean, I'm happy. <laughs> isn't with, that hilarious? <laughs> where it is. Yeah, I yeah, know. Um, but yeah, we, I mean... We've done all, we, I think when we first, when I first, uh, the first three months or so, we found like the sex challenge that we did and it was like a different sex thing each day, like tie each other up and, um, just all kinds of stuff. Uh Um, so we did that and then, you know, um, we started doing anal, which I mean, I guess. We had tried early on in our marriage, but it was like, this isn't going to work. Like, <laughs> I don't know. But now it's like, I'm super turned on and it's awesome. But let's um, let's stop there for a second because I think a lot of guys listening, right? There's guys listening, you know, uh, they want their girl to be an anal, right, into anal, right? And their girl isn't. Right? And for obvious mm-hmm. reasons, right? I think a lot of women are scarred by some guy that's just like shoving their dick in their ass when they're not horny at all. And they're like, yeah, and that's what happened with right. us early on. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, no, that's too painful. Yeah. Um, but I think we started slowly, like, um, like I would be reverse cowboy and he mm-hmm. would you know, do fingers and things. And then eventually I was, I think it was just because I was up for anything. Um, you like put your dick in. We, we try to get, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I don't know. I don't know what, I don't think either one of us had learned anything new. It's just, um, we were a lot more patient than we were the first time we tried it in our early thirties. It was, you know, um, maybe because I'd heard, you know, in like these top podcasts to go slower. I don't know what it was, but it was much better. Yeah, it um, makes all the difference. That's the only, that's the way you have to do it. You have to be really turned on, like really turned on. And I think, because I was always yeah. a three input girl and I always really liked anal. It's not something I'm going to want to do every single day, you know, but if I like click right. into that and I like it, I could really be into it for like a whole month or two months, you know, and then you think, oh, okay, mm-hmm. I've been there, done that, I'll do other things. But like, you know, I always... I knew the right way to do it, which was like, I took control. Like it was, I would hold the the guy's dick in my hand and I would put it in the way I wanted it to go and as slow. And as you get more turned on, you could put in a little bit more, a little bit more. And then you're so turned on, you're like, fuck me so hard. And you come so fast, right? Because it's like the most amazing thing. But I think what happens, like what happened to you is that that's not the experience that most women have. A guy says, oh, I want to fuck you in the ass. And she's like, okay, I'll try it. And then he just like shoves it in. Like it's like your pussy. And she's like, what the fuck? I remember the first time we tried it. And that he went in like it was pussy. Like, And I screamed, ran out of the room, called him all kinds of names. (laughs) 
And I was so furious. Like, it totally <laughs> ruined that moment. Yeah, and you would so never, never do never it again. again. Yeah. yeah, and I think that that's yeah. what happens. And how would, how would a guy know if he's never shoved anything up his ass? Yeah. And how would a woman know if she didn't? You know, I've talked mm-hmm. about it only a couple other times on my podcast, but I think it's important to know that, you know, it is... Like if I think I always felt like if I feel like it's so pleasurable and tons of gay men out there, like why wouldn't it be pleasurable for anyone else? We're kind of all made the same, right? So yeah. I just always felt like it's obvious that it's being done the wrong way, which is the guy's just putting it in because I always knew that you got to go really slow in the beginning. You have to really relax and the more turned on you are, the more like your muscles relax and you open up, right? Yeah, it's really weird how it just happens and now that we've done it so many times I don't have to really tell him Mm -hmm. he I guess he can sense like okay now you know she's opened up and now I can go yeah 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 Um, you've got the groove down but you know other things that have really changed is like um nipples like I've never been I mean they're okay whatever yeah yeah but now like I can um and it's only on one side. It's really weird. But I, you know, just playing with my nipple, like I can, it's a different kind of orgasm, but it's like, um, I can reach some kind of climax just from playing with nipples. Oh my God. You is, should be like, um, you should be a spokesperson for those pellets, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what I think. Like, can I go like school to school and give like a talk about... Yeah. I don't know where you would go, but well, I, you're on I my mean, show. Yeah, there's gonna be yeah. a lot of people listening now. They're like, literally, it changed even that. Like, you could have an orgasm from just like touching your nipple. One nipple. Is it the right or yeah. the left? Uh, left. <laughs> <laughs> so your left side nip- nipple is, and and you, that you had never experienced that before. This. No. Wow, that's no, crazy. No, no. Like even in the shower, just with the water hitting that side, like I have to like turn because if I stand there with the water hitting like I will get like so aroused it's just crazy (laughs) that's exciting I never had that experience before um Mm -hmm. as a matter of fact I'd really I'd only had like cultural kind of um orgasms Mm -hmm. like I and now like um you know I had squirted before but now it's more regular um and just vaginal, um, I guess, orgasms. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, this is are the norm great. for you, and they never were before, yeah. right? Oh my God. I mean, like everybody listen, every woman listening to this, if they're like where you were, they're like, give me the, they're going to be emailing Sign me. me up. Well, that's <laughs> what I would be doing. I'm like a problem solver. Yeah. If I have a problem, I Google until I fucking solve the problem, you know? And when I was like you and I was like bottoming out and going to like zero, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I also had a kid at the same time, like, cause I had a kid way mm-hmm. later in life. Um, and I really think that it, that didn't help anything, right? Because I was yeah. just, my whole life was about babies. And I've talked about this before that it was like a very unsexy time, you know, cause I was like right. full-time yeah. mom in Gymboree. Everything was like baby shark, you know, it's not, it doesn't put you in the mood, right? It's like the antithesis of the yeah. mood, you know, which is fine because I was like hyper-focused on, you know, being a good mom and focused on my child. But I would say that, 
you know, when he turned around three and I was like, I got this mom thing down, I started to feel like come into my own again. But when I wasn't as horny as before, I was like, what the fuck, right? I got to do something about this because like you, it wasn't just the horniness went away. It was like the getting upset over the littlest things, right? And having a very short fuse. And I was like, I don't care Mm -hmm. if I gain weight on these hormones. Like I got to go on it because I don't want my son to be like, my mom was a freak. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. So do they feel like you're in perimenopause? Is that what you're in? Or did you just have like a hormone issue that you were having? She really have an explanation for, you know, why. And the last time she did my blood work, which I was on the pellet, she said, you're not in perimenopause. So I don't know how she can tell that when I'm on replacement hormones. So I guess I should probably ask more questions, but... But it, well, don't so you really don't know. ask because it's fucking working. I get it. You'd probably be asking yeah. if it wasn't working. You're just like want to get out of the office and go home and get fucked in the ass. That's why you're not asking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like whatever, just keep it working. So what other stuff have you and your husband tried or are you thinking of trying or stuff that's like like in your head to want to do now that you're so super horny? Well, Everything. I really <laughs> have kind of um, hinted to him and uh, kind of gone around, I really, really like to stick my finger in his ass, but I think he's, I think he's a little, um, I don't know. When I go around that area, he just acts like he's enjoying it. I just don't know how to make the (laughs) entrance. You mean you want to put your finger inside him? You want to use a toy inside of him? Do you want to peg him? I would just start with, yeah, I would start with finger. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't really care about the pagan thing that yeah. doesn't sound too but i just want you know him to experience right like what you experience good uh-huh um i just haven't so i guess i i don't know like am i supposed to ask am i supposed to just see how far i can go before he well what have you been doing you said away. like oh i've been doing it and it seems like he likes it like what how have you been teetering around it like how far have you taken it with him so, like, when I'm giving him a blowjob or whatever mm-hmm. and, you know, rubbing his ball, I'll just kind of put my hand, you know, and massage around that area. Yeah. Um, but I haven't, you know, looked for the hole. <laughs> I'll tell you what I used to do to guys, and it never failed that they would be, like, just shoving their asshole down onto it, okay, when they were really horny. Because guys are mm-hmm. very freaked out about anything around that area because, like, God forbid That's they awful. like it, they're quote-unquote gay, which is so ridiculous, right? It's like, if I like you to go down on me, isn't that what lesbians do? Does that mean I'm a lesbian? No, it just means, you know, yeah. I have a clit and it feels good. So, uh, you know, when I would be blowing a guy, I would take my thumb, like, knuckle, right? Like a thumb knuckle. Cause it's a little, and, oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, and put it right there, like right next to his asshole, right? And then, and just keep blowing and just keep it there. I, I, I would do this to guys that were very anti and little, like, you know, right before they were going to come or as they're getting closer, they'd be pushing down on it, like to make it go in deeper, you know, because it fucking felt good. Just the knuckle part. Yes. And bend your, like say you bending your thumb, right? And uh-huh. your thumb knuckle and leave. Yeah. And I would put it right there. I don't know how I thought of that, but it works and it, and guys like it. And it's a very good way, you know, and then they could, they could push down on it. Right. And that's what it would always happen naturally. Right. They would, yeah. as time went on, they would like push down on it. 
um, and you're, I wouldn't mm-hmm. stick it in, but they would be pushing on. So that like almost like the whole thing would be in there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I do have nails and I didn't think of a knuckle because I was like, well, I don't want to like put a condom on my finger or whatever, but I don't, you could put any <laughs> knuckle, you could put any knuckle down in yeah. there. So, right. And okay. then it becomes, it's like a little thicker than your finger. And it's like, I can't explain it the way that it was and why I did it that way, but it actually will be comfortable for you. Um, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're not using both hands when you're blowing him. Right. I hope you're using one hand right. while you're doing it and you take the other one and stick it right in there and, uh, mm-hmm. let him go to town and trust me, he'll be pushing down on it and he'll start to see it feels really good. And then once he realizes that, like you could say, Hey, you know, if you know, you, that could eventually lead to conversations of like, Oh, you want me to put the whole thing in or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he would ever, um, that's why I never asked because I knew like outside of that moment, he would never say he wanted that if he did. Of course he wouldn't. But what about like, have you, do you ever like, have you ever bought any kind of like, cause now that you're into anal and you're a three input girl, have you ever bought any toys like a butt plug or anything like that for yourself? Yeah, we use a, mm-hmm. uh-huh. yeah, we use a, like a metal butt plug for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I've never tried to do anything with him with that. Right. But that that's, you know, the, the knuckle thing could eventually lead to that, yeah. you know? <laughs> you, yeah. it's He's no different than you. You can't just put, shove something in there, right? He has to mm-hmm. be really horny and turned on, and it has to be done in the gentle way that it was done to you. The same thing has to be for him, right? So I think you start with the knuckle while you're blowing him and stuff like that. And then eventually, if he starts to realize he kind of likes it, you could you know, relax and have a night where you try like, hey, let's try this in you like and you know, and he could just Mm -hmm. lie there and relax and you could get him turned on and you could do it slowly. And it could be something that he tries, you know, I've only had one guy allow me to do that. Use a butt plug thing. And it was like a vibrating Mm -hmm. one on him. And you know, he was really into it. Um, but I suspect that that guy was, you know, knew that he was a three input guy way before me. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it wasn't a hard sell. <laughs> yeah. uh, it wasn't something that you <laughs> could take credit for. No, not at all. You know, I think he was <laughs> acting like it was his first time, but you know, I've been yeah. around the block. I, I was like, uh-uh, this guy is, you know, this is like, he's into this before me, you know? Um, but I will say that the knuckle thing is work would work with almost every guy would be, like I said, I'm great. I'm going to try that. Pushing down. The other yeah. thing is, mm-hmm. yeah, he's really hairy. So that's the <laughs> other thing is like, I'm not sure what's going on down there. I'm not sure I've even found like it. No, you I've, need to push I've his ass. Him, like, <laughs> yeah, go on. I've asked him before, I'm like, hey, what? Because I get waxed. Um, mm-hmm. like, why don't you like get waxed? But no, you just spread easier. his ass cheek, like spread his <laughs> legs, like spread his legs out mm-hmm. as you know, and push them down and push his ass cheeks out and find that hole and, and put your <laughs> knuckle, the biggest knuckle you got right underneath it, let him relax and then give him a great blow job. And then report okay. back to me of whether he pushed down or not. He will. I promise you. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. So what else? Um, what other things are you guys thinking of trying? So like in my fantasies, like I fantasize seeing someone else 
give him a blowjob or, you know, just having someone else there or. Um, oh, that's a good one. That's interesting, right? Yeah. Look so what the pellets have recently, done to you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't really, have, and that's the thing, like, I'm not, I'm not wanting anybody else. Like, I just want to do all these things to him, which you would think since I'm so horny, I just want everything in me, but. Not necessarily. I, I mean, that, that you could yeah. be very much like a voyeur, right? So, and if you're wired that way, then seeing him with someone else is for you because that visual yeah, would visual. turn you on, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the visual definitely, like. That's in the, like, I've never really watched porn before. I pretty much watch porn every day. <laughs> oh, my God. You're so funny. <laughs> um, on my lunch break. Um, oh, my God. Hilarious. So we recently went to Las Vegas. And so I Googled and found, like, a um, like a new room massage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I set that up for us but when I was on the plane like I was breaking out like in hot sweats thinking about it like you know with COVID going on like I'm really going to get COVID from seeing like a sex whatever yeah and then thought about you know I'm new to this what if this is like a sting operation yeah <laughs> like, yeah I get it uh-huh, uh-huh. I just started freaking out so I ended up like backing out um he was open to it um but when I said I was going to back out he was like yeah that's probably the best so wait, what did you um, have set up? Like it was like a happy ending place kind of massage thing and you were going to watch, like well, what, what did you, what did you think you were going to be, you know, paying for? <laughs> it was um, like erotic Nuru massage. I got two girls because I thought, well, it's going to be weird for him, you know, so I can, I'm really into boobs, so I can, you know, maybe get to mess with some boobs and he mm-hmm. can maybe get a blue job. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I had set up. Now, isn't it legal or maybe there's some place in Nevada, maybe it's not Vegas, but very close to Vegas. There is a place where it's legal. So you don't have to worry. Right. Isn't that? Yeah. We, we, yeah, we looked into that, but it shut down during COVID. Oh, okay. So you have to wait, but that's yeah. on your list of things to do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, your husband must be so, must he should be by stocks in the pellet b- place <laughs> because, like, look at what <laughs> he's got now. Yeah. I mean, think, I feel like, you know, if you think about, like, a timeline, like, it's been so long. It's like we're in a new relationship, so yeah. it hasn't even been a year. And so I kind of also think, well, maybe it's too, maybe I should wait until things start to simmer down with us to inject this rather than doing it so early when things are still... I don't know. What do you mean? Like, maybe I should wait until things with us get more boring before I add in all these, you know, save it. (laughs) Right, right, right. I get it. Pull that card out when you need it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's not, I would say, yeah, that's really smart way of thinking. If you were just met your husband and you were only a year or two year into, into your relationship, but you're like, how long into your relationship with him? How long have you guys been married or together for at this point? Um, we've been married fifteen years. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really up to. I think it's really up to you. I mean, I think if you think that and that's what you how you feel, why not? You know, 
pay do that you know wait because the, you know that thought entered your mind um you could always like you, you're saying pull that card out when you need it when you guys have tried so many different things but i also think if you know you're close to vegas or wherever you are or close to that place where it's legal and covid has relaxed or you guys are vaccinated so you know you're safe and you want and you want to do it? Why not? It's because it's not like something that you guys are going to be doing on the regular, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it might open the door to a lot of other stuff, right? So I think you know, take it as it comes. Yeah, I don't. How do you make sure that it's not? I mean, the last thing we're gonna do is end up in jail. <laughs> well, I think go to a place be... where it's legal, right? Well. Or find um, somebody, you know, find a woman, you know, they're, they, they're called unicorns. <laughs> it's, you know, yeah. find a, it's hard to find, you know, find a woman that is interested in that situation or the thing that's a lot easier to find. And I'm sure if you've been listening to my podcast for six months is the other couple that's looking to play, you know, that's a lot easier to find. Right. And so you find a couple yeah. and maybe you know, listen, you make the rules, right? You don't want to play with the guy, but you want the woman to play with your guy. I mean, what is it like in your ultimate fantasy? What is going on with your guy and the other woman and you? Um, so I guess in my fantasy, like I would love to see another woman like give him a blow job or hand job. I don't know. I not I don't really fantasize about him having sex with <clears throat> mm-hmm. another woman, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's not, I'm not worried about that. It's just not, that's not my turn on right now. Yeah, right. The, um, what you see in your mind and what's really hot to you is if you saw her actually blowing him. Now <clears throat> you like, is it, a, is a part of it like you looking at her and you being attracted to her as well? Um, I mostly want to see his reaction to her but I also like I said I'm I've never been with a woman Mm -hmm. and I I mean I when I look for porn I look for porn with women with really nice big breasts I Mm -hmm. would love to play with someone else's boobs yeah um so it'd have to be a woman with some nice boobs Um, right but you so you can maybe you know you and your guy play on some website where you go in as a couple and you're looking for a woman now how hard is it to find that woman I think it's difficult right because you're a couple an established couple like what woman is looking to just go in and blow some guy you know what I mean like what does she get out of that um that your way of actually paying for it does make a lot more sense and is a lot easier and I think the only way to do that safe and so you're not because I'd be like you I'd be paranoid I'm gonna sting operation get busted I mean imagine I mean come on so you know is to go someplace where it's legal right and there are places where Mm -hmm. it's legal um and you could do that and but and you could try both to do those things you know you could do the thing where you go on like there's adult friend finder when I was doing my podcast early on I used to have to go looking for guests right when I first started for the first two Mm -hmm. years I worked every day posting ads responding to ads trying to find people I'd sometimes be like the day before I'm gonna post an episode I don't even have someone right and so there when I was really desperate I would go on adult friend finder right so I know about that website and I would go on there and just like be instant messaging these people you know, they were just looking to like have phone sex, you know, and just trying to get someone on my show. So I know that, you know, 
that website as well as FetLife. I've never been on FetLife, but pe- you know, because this was back in the day when I was looking for gas. But FetLife is a place that a lot of my uh, callers talk about. Uh, it's like an alternative lifestyle kind of situation where you guys could go on as a couple and you know, with your horniness, you know, post some pics, you don't have to put in face shots, like to talk, to say what you're looking for, you might find a taker, you might have some virtual yeah. stuff going down, you know, you I feel like, you know, you're so open and horny now that and ready to try all kinds of things. If you just like go on a site like that and go up there as a couple and you managing it, it'd probably turn you on. Yeah, and one of the things, you know, I guess over this past 10 plus years, I've really just kind of had let myself go. Like, I'm probably 30 pounds overweight, Mm -hmm. and I wonder, like, do, I mean, do I need to be, like, all fit and hot to go into a swingers club or to get another person? Like, I just wonder if, I don't know, do, do people still participate in those things when they're not, you know, in their best condition. Their best. Right. Well, I think that that's like, that's all relative, right? I mean, I have a lot of girlfriends and I've always had a lot of guy friends. So I've always had the knowledge that guys mm-hmm. like all kinds of women. I think a lot of women who didn't grow up with brothers or they don't have a lot of guy friends and they just have like zero understanding of what guys are really like. And they just think like, Oh, guys only like girls that you see in magazines. Now, thank God you see all kinds of women in magazines. It's completely changing. Right. But what it used to be is like people, women would think, Oh, you have to be perfectly skinny and in the best shape. Right. Or like, or some guy wouldn't want you. I've had personal trainers training me and tell me that like when they were dating, it would always be so bad because the women that they were, looking to date would feel really insecure because they thought that they had to be like in perfect shape. And like, and these were personal changes. They're like, I don't give a shit. Like I like that big ass or, you know, they're huge tits or, you know, (laughs) guys are really looking at women very differently than women look at themselves. Okay. Mm -hmm. You know, sexy and, and sexy is to me, what makes someone sexy is like feeling sexual and being hot. You are so into sex right now. that you're probably would be hot. No, it's because you are hot inside. You know what I mean? Like you're horny for yeah. everything. You're down. Um, I don't know about your waist to bust to hip ratio, but I think that there <laughs> is something to that too. Right. Um, but yeah. I think that it's all about the way you carry yourself and how you feel about yourself. So I think the answer to that question, do guys like women that are under the best? Like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? It, there could be a woman that's 200 pounds and she feels like she's fucking hot and she loves sex. And there's guys that want to fuck her, you know, cause she just carries herself that way. I had a girlfriend who was very anti her body. I mean, she acted like she was like deformed the way, I mean, she probably had body dysmorphia. And I used to try to point out like celebrities that had her body and sexy musicians that, you know, rocked that kind of body. And I would be like, look at her, like that's your body right there. And look at how hot she is. Like why you, but if you're not like that person inside, it will show. And the opposite is true too, right? If you feel that way inside, it will show. So I think, you know, you're, you got the horniness there. You're totally love sex right now. You're in your prime. If you could get past like 
how you feel about your body and feel sexy and just own it, you'd be hot and you could walk in that sex club and you'll get find tons of people who want to get down with you. If But if that's a block for you and you can't get past that yourself, then, you know, cut your carbs in half or just like stop yeah. fucking <laughs> eating something, you know, and you'll probably lose weight really fast. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I just wondered about um, not so much the guys I feel pretty confident about, but like getting another girl with us. Like, I don't know, like what girls are interested in. Or, well, what do you, you know, what do you rate yourself? Do yeah, but what do you rate <laughs> yourself on a scale of one to 10? Right. You're projecting your own feelings onto other women. That's yeah. what it is. Right. But um, what. But that's wrong. Just like you, when you were projecting the, all that shit onto your husband. Um, what mm-hmm. What do you, on a scale of one to ten, overall, what would you give yourself? I think face wise, probably seven and a half. Mm-hmm. Body wise, um, probably six. Right, and why? Yeah, like, I what are your problem areas? Yeah. Curvy. As good, like I have a nice ass. My boobs are pretty good, but I do have um, stomach stretch marks, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you know, like I, I, I gotta tell you, I think that whether it's a man or a woman, especially a woman that's like in the swingers club and she's really into sex. I mean, I think that people see past a lot of that kind of stuff. I don't think everyone's like so perfect with their clothes off, right? Um, so I think it just all matters on how you project yourself. And if you're thinking, I mean, have you guys thought about going to a sex club? Yeah, I've looked at a couple. Um, I think they're starting to open up slowly Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've mentioned it to my husband, you know, I just want to go and watch and hang out and see what kind of people go to those places. Yeah. Um, And what does he say? Um... I don't know. He just kind of laughs. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I think he would want to do it out of town, not here where, you know, he might run into somebody, you know, he knows or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think that that's also a really great solution to finding that situation mm-hmm. of having that woman. And I think that, you know, now until the club opens up like work on like I said cutting your carbs or doing something small that will help you shed a couple pounds you know and uh, make you feel better about yourself but you're probably hot right now and if you and if you if you just got past it it would you know other people would see that whether they're a, a man or a woman and there's always stuff you could wear like you could throw on something that you know, camouflages those stretch marks or something when you're out in a club or, you know, going to fool around. And yeah. you can keep that on, whatever. You know, you could figure out mm-hmm. how to look fucking hot and, you know, kind of hide the things that maybe you don't feel secure about. But I bet you anything when you go in there, you see other women with, you know, maybe that aren't as great a hot as you and they're having a good time. You know, it's all about yeah. how you feel about yourself, right? Yeah. So I, I wouldn't worry about the women. First of all, right now, like, you know, and you're looking to see the woman blow your husband while you watch, right? Right. Yeah. So, you know, you could teeter on that and then uh, see if she's into you and lets you. But I think I think you'll be fine. I mean, I, I don't see you, right? But like I said, I think that sexiness comes from, a lot of it comes from within. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's more the scenario if you're in a sex club and a woman is there and she's like, oh, this woman wants me to blow her woman and she's going to be getting off on me doing it. And that woman is going to get off on you watching her get off, right? And it's just everyone's right, like horny yeah. and then now you're there and you're naked and <laughs> You want to play with her tits and she's like, that feels good. And then you say you have nice tits. And then she's like, and she's not thinking about your stretch marks. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah. You are maybe, I don't know, but probably at that point you're not either. So I yeah, think, uh, not. <laughs> yeah, I think you don't have to, I don't think you have to worry about it. I think you should forge ahead. I think that that's, uh, you know, you guys have some exciting things on your horizon. Like I said, it, you should be on the commercial, but your husband should also be on the commercial for the pellets. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was like, I mean, because he can tell, like, beyond just the sex that I feel so good about, I mean, just optimistic, like, right. going, you know, wanting to do things. He's like, man, maybe I should go <laughs> see about getting myself tested. Right. How old's your husband? Yeah. yeah, for sure. How old's your husband? Same age. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Because it's like, it's really been like the magic cure for you. Yeah. I think what's interesting, what's important is that women should be, you know, hopefully listening to this and realizing that it is not normal to be so flatlined and sexless and irritable and foggy and all those things, right? And that only gets worse if you don't tend to it, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, when I look back, if I had let it go on, I mean, yeah. it was, it was beyond, right? It was in sweats all day, no makeup, mm-hmm. taking a shower maybe, you know, once or twice a week because I was right. like, if I could just keep him away from me by not, you know, <laughs> if I brushed my I, teeth or took a shower, that might be a hint to him that I want to take, oh you know, that God. I want to have sex. So oh I'm just not going to do that when he's around. Yeah. It was terrible, you know, yeah. and the guilt, I mean, just in bed at night, just for like, if I move, he's going to know I'm awake and he might want to have sex. Like, it was just, it was like a prison for both of us. And, you know, I had actually talked to him. I was like, what do you think if you would have said something to me, like if you would have found this and told me, you know, do you think that I would have listened? Cause I'm thinking about, you know, men listening to this. Yeah. Um, I think I was so desperate that if he would have said, Hey, I found this website, just look at it or go yeah. to this provider. Like I would have gone along cause I was just really, desperate to find an answer you and your you know you, your pellet commercial go make that with your husband I but know, keep right? me posted as you guys go along right and try these other things because you know what is your it could be your second story six months from now is like how you know you're a couple that for 15 years were just with each other and now you're have you've been to a swing club or you've uh, you know paid for a situation and had you know opened up your relationship you know who mm-hmm. what happens there you know and let and and report back to me when we do talk again on the knuckle if it worked yeah <laughs> don't forget about the knuckle trip trick yeah. i want to see if he pushes down we'll give him time but i bet you anything yeah, so, that's a good one. That's yeah, so keep me posted. And once you guys start, like, you know, doing other things and you have some more experiences, let's do a part two. And, and you know, because I like to, I love, like, there's a couple of people that I've had on a couple times, you know, over the years. And I love those stories because you see people at different times along a journey, right? And some stories, it's mm-hmm. like, there's no beginning. There's like, I like when there's like a beginning, a middle, 
there's never an end, right? It's just a journey. It's right. different chapters, you know, and sometimes I only see one chapter of somebody where they're at now, but I love when I see different chapters of the same person because that's real life, right? What does your relationship with your husband look like? Uh, people who have been married for 15 years had terrible sex. Now they're like, you know, at swing clubs and having the best time or not having a good time. You know, what, what does that look yeah. like? That's super interesting. So keep me posted. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much for calling in. I think this is a really important topic and I hope that the right people find it and learn from it from you. Thank you. Thank you, Brittany. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much. Hope you enjoyed this episode. I post new episodes every Sunday. Make sure to subscribe to my show. And if you can, give me a five-star review. It really helps my show. Thanks again for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.